this is not an easy relationship all the time. Welcome to today's episode. It's a solo podcast and I wanted to chat with you just about my romantic relationship, right? But bear with me. I hope this is not a nauseating episode where you're like, oh, we get it. You're in love because that is not my intention at all uh, in sitting down and recording this episode. In fact, it's almost the exact opposite of that. The reason I wanted to record this episode is because it's very easy with social media to take the things that are presented to you, the really nice videos, reels, stories, TikToks, whatever, the, you know, behind the scenes kind of snippets that you get to see of someone's life. And it's easy because that's all you see. It's easy to form this opinion that it must be super incredibly easy, a real walk in the park and wow, look at that relationship. Let's pop that up on a pedestal. Now, I'm not so uh, naive or so egotistical to think that many people look at the relationship I'm in and go, oh, wow, that's the gold standard, right? But I am aware enough of like the volume of messages I receive and sometimes comments as well. There is an influx of messages that come to me commenting on my relationship. And I understand that. I understand why people go, oh, I'm going to reply to that story and say, wow, you're so lucky to have such a good guy. I'm so glad you found that love. I hope I find that love, right? I've had so many comments, particularly over on TikTok, because a video that I uh, shared on TikTok has gotten a lot of views. I hardly have any followers over on TikTok because I'm brand new to that platform. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm giving it a crack. And I found this trend where you can create a video as a single mum sharing a little bit of your story and then the person that comes in and helps you to parent your children when they're not the birth parents. It's this beautiful trend. There are so many videos that have had me just so teary and so grateful that people have taken the time to share snippets of their lives. And at the same time, I am aware that putting happy videos to an emotional track garners that response. And that is part of it. You know, that is representative of what people are going through. But we're not putting together TikToks that show all of the challenges. Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members. In that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. So many people have commented on that TikTok, and I'll put a link directly to it, 
in the Instagram show notes if you do want to go over and watch it. And people are commenting saying, this gives me hope. I hope one day I can find a man as good as this man or a love as great as your love, that kind of general vibe. And I appreciate the sentiment. I understand it. But I also want to be super clear. This is not an easy relationship all the time. There are parts of this relationship that are so easy, so fulfilling, just so incredible. And it is a love that I haven't experienced before. And at the same time, we have our challenges. You know, I don't think there's any relationship out there that is without challenge. And I wanted to speak a little bit to that because, yes, we've had a fairly easy time blending as a family unit in terms of Brendan. For those of you who don't know, I've got twin boys. My partner, Brendan, doesn't have his own children, but he has blended in with our family unit. And we have created what I, what we all consider a family with Brendan, myself, and our, and my two boys. And with that blending, whilst there have been parts that have been easy in terms of the boys have bonded with Brendan very quickly, and I appreciate the fact that they have taken to him with so much ease and there hasn't really been any friction with them Uh, in terms of seeing him as a parental role, you know, like I don't think that they've had moments where they've looked at Brendan and thought, don't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. We've been really lucky with a lot of stuff. And because there's always multiple sides to every exchange and with blending a family, there are hard moments because when we're blending, it's creating a whole other dynamic that none of us have been in before, right? I haven't been in the position to be fostering a romantic partnership with someone in this way who is not the father of the boys, um, you know. So it's a, it's a new thing too for me. I sometimes find myself feeling like, okay, I feel like I have to make sure everyone is okay here, which I don't, you know, that's not my responsibility, but I think it's a very female thing to carry that mental load of making sure everyone is okay a lot of the time, you know. Are you okay? Was that a, you know, did you find that uncomfortable? Did that situation uh, offend you or trigger you? Like, how do we go from you being more of a friend to the boys to you actually living in a household with them and at times needing to be the one that gives them instruction? You know, there's all of these different moving parts that none of us have navigated before. So we do have to take it one step at a time sometimes, and it does require a lot of communication and a lot of effort. It isn't always easy. It also requires a lot of radical responsibility and self-awareness because in all family dynamics, people are going to find themselves being triggered. Different things pop up and you're like, oh, that's a bit prickly. I feel triggered because of whatever reason it might be. And you have to go below the surface. You can't just sit there in that surface emotion of feeling frustrated without digging a little bit deeper. So blending a family requires a lot of personal growth and awareness and reflection and development, you know, on top of all these other conversations about, you know, what is your role? What is my role? What can they, what can the kids rely upon? All of that stuff. Now, I know I've mentioned the word triggered. So in terms of our relationship, 
there are things that, you know, Brendan has walked into this relationship that he finds triggering in terms of there will be, you know, something that might happen in terms of maybe co-parenting. And it can be really triggering for him because of his childhood. So he has to really check his uh, response and his reality and go below the surface and go, hang on, is this about the co-parenting situation that's unfolding here? Or is this about his own childhood stuff? Brendan and I had very different upbringings as well. I grew up with my parents married, uh, happily married for the most part. They divorced um, when I when the after the boys were born. So much later, um, you know, I got through my whole childhood with my parents together. I was I am one of three girls, so three kids, mum and dad, typical kind of nuclear family. We weren't well off at all, but we certainly weren't struggling. Uh, to my knowledge, we definitely didn't get name brand stuff. You know, I can remember really lusting after like a rip curl pencil case, but that just wasn't always an option unless we were going to, you know, the Billabong discount factory and those sorts of things. So I would say we had a very normal suburban upbringing. Brendan, on the other hand, was raised by his mum and his nan. He didn't meet his dad till much later in life, so he was raised by two women. He is an only child. The communication that was modelled to him was different to the communication that was modelled to me. And so those different upbringings, sometimes we rub up against each other in terms of what our normal is, right? Because you only know the normal that you grew up with. And so I can think, oh, that's acceptable. Um, I'm trying to think of an example like, oh, this is the way it's done because that's the way I do it with my kids and that was the way it was done with my upbringing. But it can seem wildly different to how Brendan was brought up. And so there's that, you know, we have to navigate that and be really open and honest and have those conversations about our different upbringings. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. We also have opposing views at times, like Brendan loves a sport that I fundamentally disagree with. And so it's this, you know, interesting dichotomy of loving someone who loves something that I don't like and trying to work out the balance of that. It's not easy stuff to navigate. We have opposing views on you know, multiple things. We also have a lot of similar views. I'm very grateful that he was raised by two women and he is such a feminist at heart, even though he would probably never walk around and say, oh, I'm a feminist and be mindful of that. He really is. So we have a lot of shared values and a lot of shared views, but there are things that we see very differently to one another. And I think that's good. I think that's okay to actually learn the skill of loving someone who sees things differently as long as you're always owning your own 
experience and communicating about certain issues as to not build up resentment. We have different interests as well, like just in terms of movies. You know, Brendan will happily sit and watch movies that I would say are really dumb movies and he will crack up and I will not laugh. But then we'll have other moments in life when we are both laughing till we cry about something different. Just last night before we fell asleep, we were both lying in bed just in fits of laughter, cracking up over this really silly thing that had happened. But you know when something happens and then you keep adding detail to it and it's like, imagine if that happened, then imagine if that happened and you create this silly scenario. So we do have shared humor, but sometimes he'll want to watch a horror TV show or a horror movie. And I'm like, you know what? That's just never been my bag. He was the sort of child who would watch X-Files and Australia's Most Wanted and Missing People shows. I was the sort of kid that if I was in bed and I had stayed up a little bit late and it was 8.30 and I heard the music of Australia's Most Wanted or the music of X-Files, that was enough to make me cry and to be like, that's it. I'm going to sleep on mom and dad's floor tonight because I am so traumatized by even thinking about those shows. And now as adults, he will watch horror series. Like he's just recently finished watching that um, series called From. I actually told him about it because I heard about it on a podcast, but it's not a series I've watched. I don't want to watch that with him. So that is I think is actually really healthy to be able to say, okay, you like that. I don't like that. So you watch that on your own and then we'll come together and we watch things that we both enjoy. We both really like psychological thrillers and those sorts of shows and true stories. So it doesn't mean that it can't work, but it just means like you have to acknowledge and respect that you are individuals. And I think that's probably why I feel like it is one of the, well, it is the healthiest relationship I've ever been in because I do own what it is that I want and what it is that I need. And I encourage him to do the same for himself as well. We also have to make different sacrifices uh, in terms of blending a family and just making life happen because, you know, if I didn't have my beautiful boys and Brendan and I met, then we would start making decisions based off just him and I. But so many of the decisions that impact our relationship are centered around the boys. And that's just how it has to be. You know, that is just how it has to be. But it means there are seasons of sacrifice for Brendan, like, you know, in terms of accessibility to the infrastructure that he likes. It's not necessarily the place that I've chosen to raise the boys. So there are all these different sliding scales of sacrifice that we make to make it work. And that word, work, like often we are so taught growing up that you'll meet someone and it will be this magical missing puzzle piece, you know, all the Jerry Maguire stuff, you complete me, all of that jazz. And like that stuff's beautiful and sure it has its place, but I think it kind of prepares us to meet someone and have it click and be magical and not take any intention or effort. And that's just not the case at all. Real life can be messy and real life can be tricky and two individuals making a decision to blend and merge their lives is never going to be without some sort of, you know, up and down and rocky paths at different times. 
And I just know that with social media, you only get to see the highlight reel. And so I wanted to record this episode and say, yes, this is such a big love. And I'm so grateful. Like, I'm so grateful for this big love and this relationship and for Brendan as a partner. And to let you know that that doesn't mean it's always super easy. There are lots of moving parts that you just can't share on social media because it's not suitable to do so. Like, it's not suitable to share your most intimate, raw discussions uh, out there with strangers. It's not suitable to uh, dissect every single thing that happens or film every single thing that happens. There's so much good and there's so much effort as well. And just because you might look at it online and go, wow, how easy is that? I can't wait to have it. Just don't discount someone that comes along that takes a bit of effort in terms of don't expect someone to walk into your life and it is so incredibly easy every single step of the way because that is not real life. Challenges are going to pop up. You have to be intentional and aware and communicative with your person so that you can get through that real life stuff. I've shared this book in the past, but there's a great book by Elaine DeBotton called The Course of Love, and he speaks about how in relationships you're always moving through different seasons and how your love grows and changes over time. And I think that's such a nice book for anyone to read uh, who's in a relationship or wants to be in a relationship. And so is Relationship Reset by Lizzie Abrahams. I've had Lizzie on the podcast before and she's just wonderful. And her book especially talks about attachment styles, but also about your upbringing and what was modeled for you. And all of that has been really helpful. Over on Instagram recently, I was asked to share some of my biggest lessons from past relationships and the present relationship I am in. And I will do that, I think. I think I'll record a proper episode on it. But one of the biggest blessings of this relationship is this, right? It is my willingness, I think, both of our willingness, but I'll just speak on my behalf, my willingness to really advocate for myself and say, this is the standard, this is what I need. And then to also say to Brendan, what is your standard and what do you need? Like, let's lay all of our cards out there. I think where I've gone wrong in the past is I've really lent into all of the socialization of be a good girl, be quiet, be easy, be amenable, be compliant, all of that sort of stuff. And there's so much um, so much socialization that happens to little girls and young women in terms of how we are in relation to our partners and this kind of performative lens. And when I say performative, I don't mean acting in terms of act like you're someone totally different, but performative in terms of being perfect and not having any needs and being the cool girl and all of that sort of stuff. Again, I can unpack that in another episode. But I just wanted to sit down and record this episode and say to anyone who follows along and has at times thought, oh, my relationship doesn't measure up for whatever reason, and it's all projection, just know, like, blending a family brings up uncomfortable stuff. We both get triggered at times. We've had to work on our communication 
And I'm really proud. Like I'm very, very proud of how far we've come in terms of that, working on our communication. You know, when we first got together, it was really a common sort of pattern for us where I would talk and Brendan would more bottle things up. And so understanding, oh, that was the way he was taught to deal with things as a kid. Okay, how do we loosen that cork a little bit of that bottle and bring more things out to the surface? And how can I be a safe space for him to do that? And how can he be a safe space for me? It's not all the fun, easy, cute videos that you might see over on social media. And, you know, we do have opposing views on different things at different times. And that can be tricky as well. It can be tricky to look at someone and be like, man, I love you so much and I so disagree with this or I disagree with that. It doesn't always have to be uniform and like you're always 100% on the same page because you really can learn and grow in these situations where you do have to maybe stretch yourself with communication or see things from someone else's point of view And you also always, like always have to take responsibility and be aware of the part that you play in any relationship. So anyway, I hope this solo episode has been helpful, maybe been insightful. If you have any specific questions surrounding blending a family or feeling triggered uh, or having those opposing views, slide into my DMs or leave a comment on Instagram and I'll absolutely do my best As I mentioned, I do have TikTok now. I will link to that TikTok that my friend Steph says, that has gone viral, girlfriend, because I hardly have any followers and it's had like 175,000 views or something uh, in that arena. But anyway, just remember, all you see on social media is the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, even back to that episode that I did recently with Tracy, Dr. Tracy, That's like the first part of the podcast that we played where she said, it's not if your partner's going to hurt you, it's when, and it's how you deal with all of those different complexities. So anyway, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening and I look forward to hearing from you over on social media. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.